0: In 1959, Chuck Berry belted out the lyrics, looking hard for a drive-in, searching for a corner cafe, where the hamburgers sizzle on an open grill, night and day. Some good Chuck was what Chuck was looking most forward to on his return to the U.S., and I don't blame him. There's just something so perfect about enjoying a burger and fries. I'm Jenny, and today I'm paying homage to the mighty hamburger. Okay, let's start with the basics. By definition, a hamburger or burger for short, is a food consisting of fillings, usually a patty of ground meat, typically beef, that's placed inside a bun or a bread roll. Hamburgers are often served with cheese, lettuce, tomato, onions, pickles, bacon, and condiments such as ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise, relish, or perhaps even a special sauce. The term burger also refers to the patty itself. When it's referenced as hamburger, It typically implies the beef variety, which is why for clarity, it's often prefixed with the type of meat or meat substitute that's used. So a turkey burger, a bison burger, portobello burger, veggie burger, you see where I'm going with this. In terms of its etymology, the word hamburger derives from Hamburg, which is the second largest city in Germany. However, there is no certain connection between the food and the city. Hamburgers go by several other names, one being Salisbury steak. Now this alternate name came about due to the widely anti-German sentiment that existed in the U.S. during World War I. The origins of this beloved patty between two buns are rather ambiguous. We first find reference to the chopped beef steak in 1758 in a recipe for something called Hamburg sausage. Now, this recipe suggested that it be served roasted, the meat be served roasted, with toasted bread underneath it. Something called the Hamburg steak is reported to have been served between two pieces of bread on the Hamburg-America line, and this was a transatlantic shipping enterprise that was established in Hamburg that began operations in 1847. So, in terms of a timeline, a close connection to the Hamburg sausage. This could possibly mark the invention of the hamburger and even explain the name. Now, there are a few other folks vying for the title of inventor, however, and they include someone named Louis Lassen from New Haven, Connecticut. Um, and it's said that his beef patty was served between two slices of toast rather than the bun that the True Burger demands. Then someone named Charlie de Green from Seymour, Wisconsin Nagreen was actually referred to as Hamburger Charlie, when he apparently squashed beef meatballs between slices of bread so his customers could eat while walking around the Seymour Fair, so thus his claim to the first hamburger. And then last but not least, Charlie and Frank Menches of Hamburg, New York, and their claim is that they ran out of pork sausages at a New York State Fair and began putting beef into a, sand- into a sandwich, thereby creating the burger. Most food historians and burger researchers have concluded that because there is very little written documentation about the fast food classic, the answer to the question who invented the hamburger is destined to remain a debate. While claims for the invention of the ground chuck sandwich may be unclear, we do know for certain that the hamburger gained notoriety at the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair. A New York reporter for the New York Tribune wrote about a new sandwich referred to as the hamburger, and he said it was the innovation of a food vendor on the pike. Of course, it wasn't until 1921 that the hamburger became a part of American food culture. It was then that Edgar Billy Ingram and Walter Anderson opened the first White Castle restaurant in Kansas, and they paved the way to the burger's popularity. Thereafter, establishments such as McDonald's, In-N-Out Burger, Burger King, and Wendy's all came into existence. While usually featured on fast food menus, the burger has evolved into a gourmet meal in some instances, using expensive cuts of meat, various cheeses, toppings, and sauces. I'm not sure if anyone recalls the $777 burger that was reportedly served up at Le Burger Brasserie inside the Paris Las Vegas Casino. The gourmand sandwich was made with Kobe beef, Maine lobster, and topped with caramelized onion, brie, cheese, and prosciutto. Great sounding burger, but I'm still dubious about that price tag. Its appeal has even gone global, with many countries putting their cultural spin on the patty. And I, for one, must admit that I have made a point of visiting McDonald's in foreign countries that I've traveled to just to see the ingredients and flavors of that nation and how they've been incorporated. So for example, when I was last in Italy, former master chef judge Joe Bastianich had actually partnered with McDonald's and some of the consortiums of typical food products to utilize ingredients such as PGI Tropea Red Onions, PGI Balsamic Vinegar of Modena, and PDO Provolone Valpadano on its sandwiches. They sounded like some pretty phenomenal burgers, I must admit. What I think is perhaps the greatest appeal of the hamburger is the creativity that it offers. From the patty, we've already talked about different meats, to fish, to beans and veggies, to the toppings. I mean, God, how great is a burger topped with a fried egg? To the sauces and the buns. Let's see, we've had burgers with donuts, ramen noodles, waffles, grilled cheese, and even Jamaican patties as buns. And of course, there's just something to be said about the classic comfort of the humble, humble burger patty sandwiched between a sesame seed bun. There's definitely a reason why this sandwich has a foothold on North American food culture and why billions of them are eaten annually. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in for more of my food fables.